the edge of the familiar, where your comfort zone ends and the unknown stretches before you. That's where greatness awaits. Are you ready to take that leap? This is the Risk Big Podcast with your host, Travis Fitzwater. Thanks for listening to the Risk Big Podcast, Stories of Starts with Travis Fitzwater. Find episodes online with show notes at www.riskbigpodcast.com slash episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter by following at riskbigpodcast. My interest is I love entrepreneurs. I love entrepreneurship. I love hearing stories of people doing what they're passionate about. So my podcast is just a passion project. I don't have any way to, um, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with it. It's just something fun. I've been able to interview some some entrepreneurs like Johnny and uh, some other people from around the country and yeah. around Missouri. It's just kind of thrilling to, to get to ask curious questions I have about how you started, how you got started. Because what I want to do, the end goal, the why of what I'm doing, why I'm doing this is because I want people to be encouraged to start what they're passionate about. Okay. I want more people to start businesses, more people. I've heard some from so many friends that say, I just, I have these things that I want to do, but you know, I just haven't started. It's but how like, do you turn the corner? How do you yeah. turn the corner? How do you how jump? Do you, Right. How do you jump? And you have a unique story because you, you know, you were a programmer and then you, you got hired with Delta. I think I'm doing this right. This is just from what I've read. But you Let's got, see how good you are. Yeah, well, Go you ahead. got hired on from Delta, at Delta <laughs> and then you bought the company a couple of years later. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell me the story just a little bit about how you started? Yeah, sure. So the story we always tell is uh, I had a software company uh, right, out of, right out of college. I worked for a guy here in town and um, I worked there for three years and got 10 years worth of experience. <laughs> and um, made him a lot of money and uh, realized that I didn't really uh, want to make any more money for him. And so uh, we just wasn't getting any respect. And so uh, we started our own thing. And so uh, went and started our own thing, um, spent three years. the same time as like Rodney Dangerfield was doing, is like I'm getting no respect. That's about, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. So uh, yeah, so yeah, very, uh, yeah. So when I, when I said I was quitting, I said, uh, he's like, well, what will it take to stay? And I said, double my salary and 10% of the company. And uh, he said, well, you're not worth that. And I said, <laughs> And that's why I'm leaving. And that's why I'm leaving. So, funny thing, funny story. Uh, had, it took two people to replace me at double my salary, so he actually paid four times for uh, that. And um, anyway, so <laughs> that's a whole different discussion. Uh, but yeah, started my own software business, ran it out of my house, and um, uh, for again for the first year or so, um, the way we jumped into that was my wife had a full-time job. She was a teacher and uh, working down in Jeff City. And so uh, we decided to, if we could live on her salary. And so, um, so we said, yeah, let's do that. I had two other partners. Uh, one of them uh, was still working at another company. He was the sales guy. And then I had a technical, technical partner. He was made, he's the programmer you hide in the back uh, all the time. <laughs> I'm kind of a blend of those two. And so, like the um, face for podcasting for me is kind of like the face of programming. That's exactly right. He, you don't face put him in front of customers. That's exactly right. He, uh, you know, he's very brilliant, but you know, we're all in the Asperger's spectrum somewhere, uh, the autism spectrum somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, uh, but yeah, so, uh, um, so I ran that out of my house and, uh, so, uh, I took the plunge. I, I quit my job and committed myself full time to that. And, and, uh, my partner would, uh, during the day he had a day job, uh, the one that was kind of half out, uh, he worked here at Delta Systems. And so, um, so during the day he worked for, for, uh, Devin Benish was her name. And at night he would come over to my house and we would, we had a whiteboard in the living room and we would, I would tell him about all the struggles and everything I was doing during the day. And then we would set up kind of what we're going to plan a program for the next day. And, um, 
and uh, any client-related things that I needed to work on and, and uh, tweaks and feature requests and all that jazz. And so, and so that worked quite well for a while. And then, uh, and then uh, my partner was able to quit, um, quit that entirely. And so, so we kind of had a tie to, to, to Delta Systems for a while. And so uh, after like the third year of doing that ourselves, um, um, we sold to some guys out of New York City uh, in Austin, Texas. And then, uh, and then the towers came down and we stopped flying to, and then they moved the whole business from New York to Austin. And they turned the screws on us to move to Austin. But during the, during the uh, dot-com bust, I didn't want to be standing in the middle of Austin, Texas uh, with uh, you know, a million of my closest friends. I didn't go to a Stanford and I didn't go to uh, any of those types of schools. And of course, when the ship starts sinking, you're gonna take care of your friends first. Now, in yeah. retrospect, I probably should have went and uh, rode it out in a couple years and then moved on. But, uh, but we decided to um, stay here and put down roots and we got really involved with the community. And so um, plunged into uh, Woodcrest Chapel uh, very heavily and uh, started working on community stuff. And then I walked in the doors here at Delta. And so uh, I said, uh, Devin, again, Devin Benish, she started the business in, <coughs> sorry, I'm gonna choke to death on my lunch. Uh, um, she started the business in uh, 1986 and uh, started it as a training company. And so she was getting people off of these things called typewriters. I don't know, some of these <laughs> children here don't know what those mean. But uh, uh, it's off of the typewriters onto the computers and um, trained everybody on how to use Microsoft Word and Excel and all these new fancy things that were coming out. And, um, and so as she grew that company, uh, to kind of divulge into that for a minute, um, you know, she, she got, uh, I tell the story of a shelter insurance. She was t teaching people how to get off typewriters on the computers and like, this is great. Can you, hey, the computers aren't working. Can you, can you help us fix that? She says, well, I don't have anybody for that. And they said, well, go hire somebody. So she hired a gentleman named Matt Marklin, who's sitting right down there. And uh, he's been with us ever since. So he's That's been amazing. with us for 30 years. And we grew that department for a while. And then it was the, okay, I got, I got the computers fixed. Now uh, we have everything in Excel. Um, we've outgrown Excel, so we need something better. And she would teach people how to use Microsoft Access and program in a database. And they, uh, they said, uh, oh, this is too complicated. Can you, why don't you just program it in Access and teach us how to use Access? And she says, well, I don't have any programmers for that. And they said, well, go hire somebody. <laughs> and so she, and that's kind of when I came into the picture in 2000, okay. 2001. And then I walked in the door after I had sold my business and, sure. and, and said, uh, I said, well, hey, do you want somebody to run your software? I mean, we had a previous relationship, sure. obviously. And I said, um, do you want somebody to run your software development division? She says, I don't have a software development division. And I said, oh, do you want one? She says, look, I got one job for you to do, and it's for Advent Enterprises, which is now JobPoint. And it was a six-month gig, and after that, she said, I'm going to have to let you go. I said, oh, don't worry about that. I'll make my own rain. I don't care. I'll figure something out. So um, I just wanted to work for somebody because I was, like, doing my own thing, and which I love doing. Uh, but it was like, I just need a break. And so that lasted all of 18 months, and I was elevated to CEO and kind of running the whole ship. <laughs> in 18 and months time. In 18 months, yeah, the, I was like, the, okay. The, the incredible thing though is that that you you started with basically nothing outside of your wife's salary. I mean, you took a significant leap and do yeah. what you knew, what you, you saw this horizon of opportunity in mm -hmm. software development yeah. and development in particular. Yeah, we had, a, we had a, at the time, you know, the entire, you know, industry, inter internet wasn't really a thing that people were using seriously. Sure. Software as a service wasn't a thing. We still, you still installed programs on, mm -hmm. on servers and stuff. And we were doing uh, email monitoring and reporting solutions. And at the time, the entire world's email uh, count was like 15 million mailboxes worldwide. And that was CC Mail, 
they, you know, for my mm -hmm. first job was CC Mail Days before they were purchased by Lotus, and so uh, we were fortunate enough to, to partner. Or I worked for a gentleman that he was very well regarded in that community with CC Mail because he built this. You know, he saw the vision of of hey, you need to monitor this stuff because these are modems calling each other and wasting phone calls, and you had to pay for long distance mm -hmm. at the time as well. Yeah. And so, sit. You know, the example we always use was Citigroup was the first. Uh, one of the very first big clients that we landed because we saved them $300,000 in phone calls in wow. the first month. We're like, that's crazy. wait, what? So <laughs> that's kind of crazy stuff. That's crazy. Did so you yeah. send out Did you send out the little AO, AOL uh, yeah, CDs yeah, those with, came, with uh, your invoices? Yeah, those were out of my house. And so uh, uh, did you get one of those? It was I remember. A thousand free hours. I'm in high school and, you know, you're getting this in the mail. They're, like, shipping you one, like, every month. Like, yeah, we got a lot of Put this in those. computer and log in. It's, yeah. it's we, uh, such a different world. We made a wall of those for a while. We <laughs> had them you? up. Yeah, we were putting them up. In, we had a basement in our in our first uh, duplexes. And we're like, you got them so many times. And, you know, looks, after a while, it looks kind of nice. Because you're like, hey, look at this whole wall of crazy. But you're right. It was, it was yeah. And like, they just, how can they afford that? And well, now you know, right? And they just, the other day, just shut down instant messaging it's like yes. shut it down which is crazy it was like this was a communication revolution at the time i'm mm -hmm. like had a high school oh, girlfriend totally. yeah. and that's how we communicated she lived an hour away exactly yeah and that was, it was a big like deal. AOL. we actually uh, uh not to be uh, not to be the napster guy but uh we actually uh we actually figured that <laughs> I'm out i'm not gonna get sued no 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 my, this up in there. no my sorry my point was uh, <laughs> i'm just i'm just kidding no, no, no. no the the italian job when the, uh i forget the character and he says you know i invented napster it wasn't the other guy <laughs> and the whole premise is that he's like call me the napster or don't talk to me at all you know and so anyway so we keep making the joke because we actually built uh, AOL Instant Messenger before it was a thing. Really? Because it was actually uh, in uh, the programming stuff we were using. It was like little sample huh. code. And we're like, what's UDP packets? And what's this? And we're like, oh, so you could just broadcast and it goes on the network and the other app will pick it up. And so it knows where these things are. We're like, that's kind of cool. And so we set it up and we're like, hey, hey, well, that's kind of <laughs> neat. And then, of course, shelve it and keep moving. <laughs> like that, that, it didn't have a future, right? Obviously. Well, I know, you know, that's a waste of time and money because you know who's going to send messages to yeah, each other? Sure. I mean, that's just yeah, who what, would what, do what, that? yeah. I mean, I can't send pictures or anything. I got email for that, <laughs> right? Oh God. So yeah. So uh, so <laughs> so yeah. So that was fun. But uh, but either way. So so you're getting started with all this like fascinating programming stuff. Like really, when the internet's really kind of. It's very, 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 we're still kind of scratching the surface on internet, it feels like, even today. But, yeah. but back then, really, it's really like the, the very first stages of the internet becoming a big thing. That was before there was even a surface to scratch. And so, yeah, we were, we, we were uh, I, I have great stories with Socket Internet uh, Services here in town. Uh, so they were the first, uh, um, they were the first internet service provider that we had used uh, and um, it was three people at the time. It was George, John, and an, and another John. That was it. Their entire company. And so, uh, and but of course, you know how you get this internet connectivity and all of this craziness. And yeah. um, uh, it was very interesting to watch them set things up. And we kind of partnered with them on a couple things and came with. Uh, and then we had. Uh, I remember distinctly one of the conversations I had with John, one of the owners of that. When there's like, what are these domain names? And he's like, Oh yeah, you just get these and they're in your name. I and I was on the phone with him. I said, Oh. So I, how much are these? He goes, they cost money, they're free? He goes, no, they're free. He goes, I can set them up right now. What do you, what do you want? I'm like, oh, what? He goes, yeah, I just type it in here and that registers it. And I'm like, okay, so can I get, and I'm literally sitting at my desk, right? I'm like, can I get desk.com? Yeah. Can I get pencil.com? Sure, that's yours. Can I get, and I was oh just rattling things off, right? That's and crazy. I, I think I had like 50. Did you turn around and sell these eventually? Oh, they have value? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. 
That would have been a great thing to know. Where were you? <laughs> Travis, where you been? <laughs> that would be great to know. So tell, like, that's fascinating because, you know, people make like a, a, a whole business out of getting web domains and well, then turn around selling them. Here's what happens. So when you get this free thing, you really don't value it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then when the internet clamps down because the man wants a dollar from you, oh, by the way, they're $100 a piece. Well, I don't have $5,000 for yeah. 50 domain names like pencil.com and duck.com. And who would want them? <laughs> who would want them? Uh, so there's this <laughs> land rush in Oklahoma. I don't know if you remember this, but they'll give you, I, I they'll give you a know. homestead. <laughs> who would want that land? With internet. Oh my God. Yeah, this is the dumbest. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. So you look back, you're like, wow, that was that was pretty yeah. stupid. But but we had we had some yeah some uh, probably inappropriate for uh, so this you just discussion. so you just let them <laughs> so you just let them we let them go expire. I let them go because I didn't I didn't think they had any value. And frankly, since I was doing my own thing and we were we were, you know making no money, it was like well that's five thousand bucks. That it's probably not the ideal at the time. At the but time, you, you'd already dumb, taken yeah. huge risks to start what you were starting anyway. Yeah. So. You yeah. were in the process of like jumping off these crazy ledges anyway, yeah. and you were trying to tie this parachute to your back while you're falling. That's exactly right. So we, our first thing out of the, you know, again, we're doing email monitoring and reporting, and we're selling very large software solutions to very large companies. I mean, we're selling to Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 50 companies. Uh, we had more sales in Europe. We had a partner that was selling them in Europe that she was selling more in Europe than we were in the United States. Wow. And we actually had downloads of our software on all seven continents, including wow. Antarctica. <laughs> Which was very cool because they had an email server in the in the station, this the science station down there in Antarctica, and uh, and they they downloaded our stuff. And we're like, that's amazing. And then that uh, is amazing. Mauritius, the uh, Maritas, Maritius, whatever it is. The there's an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Why? I don't know. Probably a volcano. <laughs> but uh, but somebody on that island downloaded it, and we're like. We're going to need to go on site to make sure that's installed correctly because you you know you're like what is this place and you look it up it's a beautiful place you know like, yeah. well, I'm going to have to go on site yeah I'm going to go on site on that that's but just yeah. a business expense and so yeah so we had a lot of great uh, and I have some great stories about uh, you know you're just we were just talking about sitting around here in sweatpants uh, you know. Uh, my uh, commute to the office was, you know, walk to the back bedroom, <laughs> yeah. and so uh, I was, you know, sitting there in my boxers and, and talking with um, a vice president of Sony uh, one day from uh, Sony Europe, right, making a very expensive phone call, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and closing the deal and saying, you know, I just did wow. that in my boxers. That was pretty sweet. So, uh, so we grew. Uh, we actually um, we turned we grew to um, from one, you know, two of us, whatever, uh, to six, and we. Uh, this was now. This was after you purchased. No, this is before. Okay, so this is my before. Yeah, okay, so this is you're, you're at home. Yeah. Okay, you're so still, still at home. home. Okay. Still at home. I haven't come to Delta yet. Okay. So uh, yeah, but, but I was going to tell you a little story about that, how that grew. So yeah, we start with three people. I have me and two other partners. I was the first one to quit, and then uh, the other guy quits uh -huh. uh, finally. But we're still working out of our house. We don't even want to do uh, rent anywhere yet. And we're like, well, sure, you know, yeah. and this you isn't like a walk-in. Yeah, we got to bootstrap this mother, and and at the same time, we don't need to. Um, Nobody's walking into this place, and we, if we wanted to do a presentation, we could not do go to meeting or anything like that. We had to actually fly to places, and so <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was very expensive. But I we bet. did go to conferences, and we tried to buckle that up with, with selling to people. I went to a conference in Boston once and ended up meeting with the Citigroup uh, guy, and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we want that, but we also need this thing. And he was talking about it, and he drew this little thing up, and I'm like, he's like, how much, can you do that? And I was like, uh, yeah, I could figure that out. And he's like, okay, how much does that cost? I'm like, I don't know, four or $6,000? He goes, yeah, that's a deal. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Turns out I did like so, $50,000 worth of work when for 6000 when, like, okay. when was the point where you're like, holy crap, what have, what have I gotten myself into? Exactly, yeah. Like, that was, uh, it was very, uh, when I went to, when I flew to London 
to meet uh, my, again, our reseller in Europe. Uh, she had organized an entire um, uh, conference kind of thing. And she says, hey, you're part of this one package, but uh, we, she's got other people involved with this thing, but you're going to go up and give this presentation on how your software works. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, who's going to be there? She goes, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, do what? She says, oh, no, I'm not going to tell you who's going to be in the room, but I, I will tell you there's going to be 50 people. Uh, but the room holds 50 people, and you need to be smartly dressed. You know, she's talking very British. You, know, you need to be smartly Cause dressed. Because you had already told her that you were doing most of your business wearing boxers She at knew home, this. So, oh, yeah, okay. she knew that quite quite well. So, yeah. So, she's like, you need to be smartly dressed, not like how you are every day. You know? So, I'm like, okay. So, so we show up, and, uh, you know, and I do the whole thing. And and you could tell, right, just the people in the room. The, you, I can see it. I can you see a $5,000 suit. You can also see the people that have other people following them around, right? You're like, that guy has an entourage. What the heck's going on there? Yeah. So, again, talking to him, that was when I met. And th th those guys were grilling me. And I'm like. Why didn't she tell you? Was it just because. She wanted to tell me because she didn't want me to freak out. Oh, okay. Because she's like, if I told you, you'll freak out. I'm like, well, that's making me freak out that, right there. Right? Not helpful. So, exactly. Not helpful. Thank you. So, it turns out that like later. Boris Yeltsin's in the room, right? And you're. <laughs> well, uh, Boris Yeltsin would be fine. Uh, when you have the executive vice president of Sony, oh. uh, Sony's IT services in the room, we're like, wait, what? Yeah, he's in charge of all the blah, 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 right? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he was impressed, and he wanted the thing, and that's what led to that other conversation that I had out with him afterwards in my boxer, so I thought it was pretty fun. But, but anyway, yeah, we're like closing deals huge. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, uh, and then, you know, one day we got, uh, uh, so we grew to six people out of my house, and uh, at one point, uh, you know, we're at the, we're at the dining room table, and um, my wife comes home from a long day at school, and of course it's driving her crazy, and uh, she starts making dinner, and she loses it, and she goes, get the F out of my house! <laughs> I'm like, I guess we're done? So everybody leaves, I'm like, what's the matter? Everybody's out, she's like, what's the matter? She goes, you have six people in our house. It is 7.30 at night. I think we're doing well enough to get an office. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah. So that was the get out. <laughs> now is that uh, is that when you went to Del Delta? No. Yeah. Or? This was this was uh, yeah. We had, we had gone to an office here in town. We actually had another about a year and a half, and then uh, uh, I won't share the story, but we got acquired basically from okay. dot com people gotcha. who just happened to find us on the internet uh, before SEO, before you know, Google was really good. Uh, really? People were still using Alta Vista and uh, Ask Jeeves and you know, silliness, and they found <laughs> us. I haven't heard that. They started asking me silly questions. That that's a whole hour long conversation. But yeah, so once I sold that, and uh, again we wanted to stay in Columbia, that's when I plunked into here. And uh, and and so when I came to Delta, we were only four people, and so uh, and the internet was. She didn't care. She didn't do anything with the internet. It sure. was all training, and it was all. Um, uh, kind of kind of some custom programming and so uh, and again I did a little bit of programming for her and I said hey you know, we you need a web development division you know website she didn't even have a logo really she had one logo that she really didn't use anywhere and she had um, she didn't even own deltasystems.com she owned deltasys.com deltasys.com uh, because she's like well delta systems is too long and uh, that was the joke uh, that I was like what are you serious she's like oh yeah no I no, Delta Sys is much shorter. I'm like, yeah, but Delta Sys, I have to spell it to everybody. And of course, somebody else owns Delta Systems. Yeah. And so and so I've spent the past 15 years trying to get deltasystems.com. <laughs> but we do have deltasystemsgroup.com. We have deltasys.com. Of course, we have justcalleddelta.com. And so other things that have been yeah. more organic and easier sure. to spell. So now I can say I'm Steve at justcalleddelta.com. I don't have to spell yeah. that to you. <laughs> and you go, Delta S-Y-S. And so... Uh, but yeah, so that so her her approach to the web was a lot different than mine. So I worked for her until 2005, uh, and uh, she's like, "Hey, I want to retire." And 
do you want to buy this from me and go? Was that out of the blue, yeah. or were you having conversations with her like, hey, would you ever consider selling, or were you going to lunch and saying, hey, I've really got an interest in taking this thing? And Yeah, you know. it was. I was kind of doing it from the inside anyway. It was, uh, you know, I could see the potential of what we were doing, and, and uh, you saw from a profit margin point of view that if I'm custom programming something, you're, we're making a lot more money than trying to go get training. And again, training in, in that day and age is, you know, it's still important, but sure. training people on Microsoft Word and Excel, I mean, you're coming out of the womb these days knowing how to do Word and Excel. I mean, yeah. my, I mean, yeah. I have a, I have an eight-year-old and a, and a, a 12-year-old, and they've been using uh, Google Docs for yeah. five, seven years. And the potential least. to scale for you on the programming side was just massive. Exactly. And I was, you know, I'm better at it, frankly. It's a much more comfortable space for sure. me to be in. And so, um, so it was like, okay, well, this, these are things we understand. These are things we can do. And we're not marketing you know, we had never been a marketing company. We're a you know application development, software development, system development company. So you said you were involved with uh, with the Missouri um, pharmacy association. pharmacy association. So we we make membership management systems. Uh, so uh, really? you know, you guys use one that's mm -hmm. kind of a software yeah. as a service, but uh, but we you know we build those things all all day long. Hmm. And so um, and so we um, we build those, and we build a lot of e-commerce systems. So we've we've been expanded beyond. Um, um, uh, just a basic, you know, marketing-esque website. You know, we, we tend to work with large companies that already have a brand. Uh, you know, we're not making logos. We're not, you know, giving sure. you a color palette. They have those things. And so we're like, okay. And, and we're not writing content for them. We're not tweeting mm -hmm. for them. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's how do, we, um, how do we optimize their sales process? How do we tie systems together? Uh, how do we, um, something that's being done manually and driving them crazy or re-entry of data you know, how do we simplify that? Sure. So, and those were opportunities that we kept tripping into when I was kind of growing into Delta. And, and repeatedly, she was like, I don't want to do this because she wasn't really comfortable with yeah. that. She was great at training people and really teaching them new technologies. And so uh, when you get to the point where, um, um, when you get to the point where uh, you're doing that training, uh, uh, that would naturally lead into application development. Yeah. And, so, and, so, and so she saw that potential and she saw that I was just kind of growing in, and she's like, hey, it sounds like you want to do a lot more things with this than, than I want to do. And so we kind of did, we were talking about me taking over more and more. And I said, no, I'm not going to push you out of your own company. That's, yeah. that's just silly. And you obviously are a name and a face in this town. She's, uh, uh, she ran the company like a, like a, like a charity, frankly. Uh, rarely paid herself. And so that was a little annoying. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, what are you doing? So uh, uh, I, find, and I say annoying because she helped a lot of charities, but it was setting an expectation of, you did all this for work you, yeah. and you charged three hundred dollars for thousands of dollars worth of work. Now, mind you, for businesses, that's you know, what are you doing? That's crazy. But she did that for a lot of charities. And so, uh, so when I took over, uh, we in, we in, we inherited all of that, uh, but we continued that tradition. I mean, she was on numerous boards of directors, uh -huh. and we had you know, we're helping people with this, that, and the other thing all over the place. And so, uh, so that's something we've tried to continue. Uh, we certainly haven't been able to expand upon it because, yeah. man, she was already, I mean, it's, it's shrunk, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, but we're, we're still happy to help numerous charities here. She sounds like she's, she was a really, from the little that I read, that she was really a phenomenal woman. Mm. You've even established a leadership award in her name. We did, Which yeah. I think is pretty, pretty neat. Too. Yeah, that, uh, that was not my idea. I, I will not take credit for that. That was one of my guys that uh, he, uh, she, had, she passed away the year that uh, we bought the company, and it was unfortunate. She, uh, so uh, if you're a woman, you should go get a pap smear because... Uh, when you have uh, cervical cancer, they can find these things. If you, I don't know, just go to the doctor. Yeah. So she had not gone to the doctor for 27 years. Oh, man. That's nothing to be proud of, and she died because of it. 
So it's uh, and it's a horrible thing because she was a great person. Yeah, and it's just like a it. horrible, horrible deal. But you know, again, everybody knew her. Um, uh, we've helped 900 companies, um, in, in most of them in Colombia, and tens of thousands <coughs> of people have been trained by Delta Systems here. So when I bought the company, it's like from 1986 to 2005, it's everybody knows Delta. Sure. And, you know that that was we were hearing just call Delta so much. That's why I bought the domain <laughs> name. I was like, oh, it's just called Delta. They'll solve your problem. Just call Delta. Just call Delta. So, uh, but yeah, that training, uh, that whole concept. She yeah, she ran it like a charity and just loved helping people. And so it was like, okay, great. And yeah. uh, so I took it over, you know, it was just more of a slant into uh, just different types of work, but certainly we tried to uh, keep that, uh, her memory alive through that award. Uh, we've uh, given it away for, geez, it's been 12 years now, my God. Um, given away to somebody very deserving that uh, uh, the very first person we gave it to wasn't even able to attend uh, the event because uh, she was attending, uh, she was volunteering at the Miss USA pageant or something. So it's just hilarious. So yeah. we're like, wow, geez, you can't even, <laughs> can't even, uh, can't even come, can't even come to get your award because you're, <laughs> volunteering. you're volunteering. So that's uh, so these are the type of people that we're like, wow, we need to, yeah. we need to really uh, emphasize this more. And uh, you know, we give them a thousand dollars. It's wow. not just us, but uh, through a, a conglomeration of people, again, a thousand dollar donation. Uh, to them a grant, whatever they call it, for yeah. whatever they want to use it on. And you know, half the time they're giving it away. Yeah. <laughs> so they give it away to someone. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, That's so it's great. been interesting. So. And then, so as you built Del Delta into kind of your own thing, you also got into, I mean, you've invested in entrepreneurs across the board in Colombia. You're now, you're in a venture capital firm partnership uh, or, or at least um, some mentorship program. We do two, uh, we do, th I think we do three different things here in town. Uh, one is uh, I'm a member of Centennial Investors and have been for, geez, almost a decade, I think now. Um, Are those, early, is that early stage investment? Is it is, it, it's okay. seed investment, angel investment, uh -huh. which is somebody comes in and they have an idea, they may have a prototype and they need startup money. They, usually these are in, inventors uh, that don't have a lot of business savvy, they have a great idea. Uh, and uh, but don't have a lot of uh, obviously a money they've got maybe credit cards friends and family yeah. but now it's like okay we need to get serious about this thing and I need three hundred thousand dollars sure and so then it becomes okay what do I how do I get that yeah well you can't go to the bank and get three hundred thousand you may be able to get a hundred thousand out of a bank but um, and certainly they'll want their money back and blah 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 yeah. and Centennial Investors uh, uh, helps that process along so the Missouri Innovation Center with Bill sure. Turpin and um, and um, Quentin Messberger. Uh, they do the kind of the vetting of they they obviously have their own own thing going on, but they they traditionally they've been the front door to getting into Centennial. Like they'll, Quentin is a is a master at helping people um, get ready for the pitch, and yeah. so instead of coming in raw and going, you know, how much money do you need? Uh, yeah. three hundred thousand be great. What are you gonna spend it on? I don't know, pizza. Yeah, you know, exactly. they just don't know. So let's not waste anybody's time. Sure. So you know, so the building slide decks has been now, very interesting. Did you did you set that up with with some other investors in town? Like, what what did that look like setting up this um, this system with the uh, with the folks in town to yeah. invest in these companies? That okay, that's not. I did not set this up, so I don't make okay. that sound like I uh, I've been. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry because that's not. It's super fascinating. Venture capital angel yeah. angel. Yeah, um, that's a whole different discussion. Is really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fascinating to me. So when I when I saw that, I didn't have enough time to really research it enough. Sure, no, you're fine. But the uh, Centennial Investors was set up in the year 2000 by the Chamber of Commerce, okay. and so uh, uh, as a way to um, 
to have, uh, you know, you have these doctors and, and people with money that are like, hey, I want to help yeah. out somehow, right? And so they set it up in the centennial, that was, you know, the, oh, sorry, it was the centennial of the, it was the 100 year anniversary of the chamber. That's okay. what, it, gotcha. that's not the year 2000. So, um, so whenever that was, uh, which I totally forget, uh, it was the 100th, 100th year of the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and so okay. that was their spin out and their gotcha. whole idea. Uh, I came along a couple years later um, as I think the youngest member, uh, but I think also the most tech savvy. And so that was a lot of deals were coming through the door that were um, animal health, science related, but every now and then these app things would come in the door, you know, 10 years ago, what's an mm -hmm. app, right? Yeah. And so, uh, but these apps and these software as a service type things, we didn't really have a name for it, even software as a service at the time, but these were coming in the door and so they needed help vetting these ideas. And um, and uh, I, I worked, uh, spoke with uh, Jake Halliday, uh, who was uh, Bill Turpin's predecessor. And uh, Jake and I have become friends and have known each other for quite a while. And uh, he, he uh, encouraged me to join and said, hey, you know, you'll be really helpful to help these doctors and uh, cardiologists. <laughs> All these cardiologists that are like, sure. you know, if a heart stent comes in, they're all over that. <laughs> but as soon as you, say, you start talking about user uh, ac uh, acquisition uh, and, um, sure. and software as a service, they're like, huh? So yeah. Uh, so I, I think I've been helpful in several things that have been, we've actually, um, and that's actually worked for us as well because we've actually built several things yeah. uh, that are, uh, uh, one of them is Equinosis. It's a lameness detection, lameness detection software for um, um, horse horse lameness, really? which is the number two ailment in horses. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, and the easiest way to describe it is uh, go take some of those uh, Wii controllers over there, duct tape three of them to a horse, and then Bluetooth send that to a laptop, and then analyze the the horse's gait. And uh, by doing that, um, Dr. Kevin Keegan is his name. He uh, he figured out that there's a, pattern that comes through on this and wow. um, and you could tell where the horse you know the horse can't tell you hey this one hurts right this leg yeah. hurts my elbow hurts right my my shoulder hurts uh, whatever um, this is the using science to tell you where that pain is and then they inject cortisone or whatever and then you run the horse again and boom wow. it's like solved you're like that's math that's science it's amazing so it's really amazing. So that was kind of one of the early things we did to help we helped commercialize that whole thing they had kind of a prototype working in Mathematica but it really didn't they didn't know how to make it into software sure and so we made it into software and then they, and so now if you go out to their website at equinosis.com you'll see uh, it's used at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of places oh, across the United States and uh, globally actually so it's very cool sure. so yeah and you're so and I assume you partner very deeply with Mizzou. I mean, Mizzou's doing some amazing stuff in the entrepreneur field and yeah. the sciences. I mean, the new the new science building over there is incredible and the stuff they're pumping out of there. The new science building. Uh, well, one? it was the, um, I just did a tour of this last year. Uh, the engineering building uh, east? It was. Lefebvre? It may have been the engineering building. Okay, yeah, Lefebvre, Lefebvre, I can never pronounce it. The uh, They just redid that one over there and they've but got a lot, a lot of labs. Amazing yeah. lab, the lab yeah. just that's, yeah, tons that's, of that's labs space, yeah. and you know the the what they're being able to come up with there is amazing yeah right. it's been uh, that's been interesting yeah so i mentioned three things we've been doing in town one was uh, like you mentioned the centennial investors group is one way to kind of help kind of feed uh that side of thing and then the other part has been through mizzou through a, a uh, two different approaches, I think, frankly, at Mizzou. One is I'm on the Industry Advisory Council for the Computer Science and Electrical, well, they just merged them, so uh, Industry Advisory Council for Computer Science and Electrical and Computer Engineering. That's a really long title that basically says, we're industry, we're hiring you people that graduate, so why don't we tell you what we need to help kind of get that right? And so when I joined that about, geez, 12 years ago, 
uh, and I'm old, uh, the, <laughs> uh, 12 years ago, they were, uh, uh, that all came about because I was interviewing people and uh, it was a fresh graduate on Mizzou and his degree, in my opinion, was worth zero. And uh, huh. he literally was talking to me, uh, a little sidebar, uh, he was talking to me and I'm interviewing him. I said, we kind of interview by example. You know, uh -huh. I talk to you, you know, it's, culture is a big, big thing yeah, here. Sure. Uh, and any terrific. small business, it's a huge, huge deal. But I need somebody kind of with some skill. Yeah. And so, um, you know, w any project we're working on, as soon as we're interviewing people, we're like, okay, this is the project we're working on this week. So if I was to plunk you down in this meeting, I need you to help build this. So, and he's like, you know, and so I said, okay, so uh, this has a user uh, and a password, everything's got a login. So why don't you go up to the whiteboard and draw out the table structure you would need to store usernames, passwords, and information about a person. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, think about it. I mean, obviously you log into email, what do they need to store and how would they do it? And he goes, well, I don't know, what, what are we trying to build? I said, I just told you, just keep it simple. Just tell me how you would do this. And he kind of draws a couple tables up there. And I said, okay, just explain to me what, what this means and why would you do it this way? And how do you store a password field? Do you store it in clear text? Do you encrypt it? He's like, oh, okay. And he gets up to the board and he couldn't do it. And I said, well, did you take a database class? He goes, oh yeah, we take a database class, but I don't have to, you don't actually have to build a database. It's all paper. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And I lost my mind. <laughs> I totally, I got so pissed off. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm sorry, I, I said, this is nothing against you. This is against the institution that you just graduated from with a computer, what's the first word? Computer science? So you actually used a computer, right? You had a login? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, but we yeah. don't have to do a database class. I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I just got a degree, you know, I'm a, I'm a mechanic, but I've never raised the hood on a car. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, you're not a mechanic. So I said, well, this is nothing against you, and I think you need to grow. I said, and frankly, we were, uh, I said, we, we need somebody a little more seasoned, so I'm not going to offer you a job, but I, I need to talk to you about your degree. And I, you know, he left, and I, I sat down, and I wrote a giant email, and then I went over to the websites from Mizzou, and I found everybody associated with engineering that I could that I, I, it was an open letter, and uh -huh. I, I still have it. It's like, it's like an open letter to the Mizzou Engineering, my alumni, parentheses, right? <laughs> I said, you know, you're graduating people that suck, and, and from my opinion, I was just mad. I was like, and boy, did I get a lot of response. I mean, the dean really? called me, uh, the department heads were calling me, I went to several lunches, and that's how they invited me to be on the Industry Advisory Council, because I didn't even know that existed. And I said, look, I'm a little company. At the time, I was nine people. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, I'm nine people. I would love to be 30, 50. That w excuse me, that would be amazing. But I'm never going to get there if I'm hiring you guys because I have to train them as soon as they come out the door. So all they're learning is critical thinking skills, but they're not learning how to build a database? That's just insanity, right? Yeah. And so they said, well, here's our curriculum. And so I started going to those meetings. And I said, well, here's problem number one. You're teaching them Java as their first class. And Java, for everybody who doesn't know, it's like having a bunch of Legos. Uh, Java is a computer language that I, oh, I'll go find, this is what this thing does. Great, let me snap that on. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, this, I need to do this. Great, snap it on, snap it on, snap it on. The problem with doing it that way is all of a sudden somebody asks you to do something new. And if the Lego doesn't exist, you don't know how to build the Lego. So they just freeze. And very few people in this town were coding in Java. And uh, so Carfax had basically had their fingers all over that. And so they, they basically were saying, hey, we need you to teach Java to people. And they uh -huh. said, oh, okay, great. But so anyway, 
long story, too long of a story already, short. <laughs> um, we got them to move, and now they're, they're teaching other languages and, and getting, uh, and so the funny thing is that that group is Boeing, uh, <laughs> Boeing, Microsoft, I think the meeting we had two weeks ago, there was a guy from SpaceX, SpaceX, wow. for God's sake, in there. Uh, uh, Boeing, uh, some trading companies, um, mm -hmm. uh, Cerner, of course, um, uh, Emerson out of St. Uh -huh. Louis, um, Lockheed, on and wow. on and on, and then Delta Systems. And then Delta Systems. What? Now, I and I'm frankly one of the most vocal people in the group because I'm like, look, I have the same need as all these giant companies. I am not going to hire 100 people, but I can tell you, they're hiring people need these same skill sets. And sure enough, the guy from Cerner, he's like, I don't care what you do, I just need 100 more people. But he's <laughs> yeah. right, he's right. And you, they're, all need they're all still this way. Like workforce development's way. a huge, huge exactly. need. And actually in the, in the legislature, this is workforce development is kind of my bread and butter. I'm okay. a huge fan of STEM careers and getting kids. I what saw you, you wrote some legislation. Did yeah. that get yeah. voted well, on? Well, it's, it's, it's died on the vine the last two years. But okay. I'm really hoping, is it and this year I've added a computer funded? science. It, why is it dying let's on the vine? Not, Tell me your problem. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get into the political okay. pain of trying to get a bill done. Okay, gotcha. There's good and bad of it being really hard to pass a bill. Of course. The, the yeah. good is that it keeps a lot of crappy stuff exactly. off the statutes. I would agree. The bad is that what I think is a very good bill is having a hard time getting done. Gotcha. But I've got commitments. It's, it's very good. So sure, sure. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll sure. see on that. Okay. But any, anyway, the, the workforce development is huge. I'm getting evil out from your team. Just, they are. Just so well, they know. can do their meeting. <laughs> I don't think they know that. Well, let me no, let fine. me ask you one more thing, and then we'll we'll go really quick. Okay. What would you encourage an entrepreneur if they're starting? How would you inspire them to get started? Just go ahead from your perspective, from your your. I would tell people. I would tell entrepreneurs to definitely make the leap, but certainly don't do it without ropes attached to you. We have many a time. I have people who come in here and they're like, "Hey, we've gone to the bank. We got a loan. I quit my job. We're ready to build this thing." Wait, what? Um. First of all, how much of a loan did you get? And you know, I got fifty thousand dollars. Okay, great. Well, it's going to cost you forty thousand dollars to build this thing. Are you going to live on ten thousand? Oh no, no. I'm. We're going to live off my wife. Okay, great. So you've thought that far ahead. How are you going to market this thing? How are you yeah. going to do this? You know. So so it's the and so we turn into very quickly. We turn into advice for uh, entrepreneurs uh, that goes beyond uh, uh, just the basic building things. So I would tell you to to uh, make the leap. Absolutely, but certainly do it in a metered way. Um, not all of us are Zuckerberg, uh, not all of us are uh, uh, Bill Gates, the, you know, these uh, and uh, Michael Dell, these dropouts that are gonna mm -hmm. go nowhere, right? No, there's very few of these guys sure. that, uh, that that happens with. Uh, and I also tell people to stay in school uh, for the sole purpose of finishing what you do. I said, I don't really care what degree you have. The fact that you finished your degree is important and there's nothing worse than getting that loan payment for a degree you never got. And yeah. so now you're gonna pay for like 10 years. You're gonna yeah. be paying on a loan and you don't even have a, anything to show for it. That's just yeah. nuts. And so, you know, that's a double-edged, like a kind of sure. tangent there, but but the entrepreneur part of this is, you know, you gotta be passionate about it because it has to be, it can't be a job for you. Mm -hmm. And this has never been a job for me. Um, it gets, you know, tedious and annoying sure. and, you know, er, some days, but but you gotta be, you know, getting up and excited about it. If you're not, get, if you're not waking up at three o'clock in the morning dreaming about it, it's probably not your passion, and that's where you see the most success because you're like, well, geez, I'm willing to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you're just in it for the money, then go get a job somewhere, and that's how you should make your money. If you want to work your dream and you don't haven't figured that out yet, then that's your nights and weekends. 
and certainly do it before you have kids because uh, you shouldn't <laughs> be distracting from your marriage, your children, because sure. uh, they are certainly worth your time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, I have two kids and I've been married 21 years now, uh, but my wife understands. We didn't have kids for the first 10 years of our marriage because our baby was our business, mm -hmm. and so um, so that and that takes a partnership. So yeah. if you're you know, if you're involved with someone, married with someone, whatever, uh, that person has to be in on it too, because you're going to starve them of attention. As an entrepreneur, I spent more time with my partners than I did with my my wife. The that we had been married mm -hmm. what three or four years. I'd spent more time. You know, if you do the numbers of hours, right? Not mm -hmm. sleeping, right? Okay. Yeah. So you know, like sleeping next to you for eight hours, it doesn't yeah. count. The waking hours I'm spending with my partners was like four times what I was spending with my wife. Yeah. So obviously I have to enjoy what I'm doing, but if your if your spouse whatever is not in on this, that's that ain't gonna fly because yeah. you know that you don't need that. Ten, you already got enough pressure and stress. Uh, you know, money. Uh, you know, people beating you down. You're gonna have competitors. Somebody's gonna try to sue you. Whatever. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't let. Uh, I wouldn't let. Uh, uh, you, you know, you're gonna plunge in somewhere like like Centennial Investors, a Missouri Innovation Center or something. They're gonna run you through a gamut of things. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let that break you down. There's always somebody else that uh, thinks your idea is a good idea, and so if you're like, oh, it's actually almost better, frankly, for you to have somebody be devil's advocate and go, sure. this is a dumb idea, and here's why. I always thank those people because I'm like, thank you, because I didn't think about that part and think about this part, and then certainly tearing that apart when you're when you're kind of being an entrepreneur, you're like, you know, if everybody's kind of kissing your, kissing your butt all day long and saying, oh yeah, this is the best idea ever. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you go out in the real world Bad and news. you sell seven of them. You know, this, this Windows phone's an amazing idea. We and should then, spend $10 billion. And then, and then you hate everybody because you hate they're like, everybody. you said it was gonna be great. Exactly, and I didn't make the $10 billion <laughs> you said. And you know, and, and there's, there's never the quick exit. Yeah. Never, not, not everybody's building Snapchat. Uh, you know, uh, Instagram, I think that Instagram, is it Instagram or uh, Pinterest? Pinterest is the one. Pinterest, that they said, uh, yeah, when they finally started breaking out, they said, yeah, this is the best uh, overnight success that I've spent the past four and a half years on. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, we grind. Then they love their idea yeah. and they just kept hammering and they kept, you know, pivot, 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 pivot. Yeah. And you got to be open to that. I mean, if you're going to be an sure. entrepreneur, open to the pivot, open to someone else taking over um, uh, in some way because you have to give up, you will give up control in some way. Now, uh, I, I, and again, I always tell people, they're like, oh, as soon as the money shows up and it's not your money, that money wants to be paid back yeah. and wants more than you want to give them and they want to control how it's spent and used. So yeah. as soon as you hand over control and you're only giving somebody 10%, 20% of your company, whatever, 5%, I don't care, for $300,000, that 300000 is going to be all over you until they get $500,000 mm -hmm. back which by the way is much more expensive than it would have been the loan that you couldn't have gotten in the first place yeah. at the bank. So there's the frustration of that. So if you're trying to do startups and you're trying to uh, be an entrepreneur, again, work nights and weekends, get up early, stay up late, you know, don't burn yourself out, certainly take yeah. breaks in there, but you know, th don't, don't add the stress of no money uh, and you're like, oh God, if we don't make sales by this, I'm bankrupt yeah. and I'm literally having to sell my house. Let's not do that. Yeah, keep it. You know, apply some logic here while you're sure. doing that. So, Steve, that's great advice. Thank you so much for the time. I sure. really appreciate you opening up your beautiful shop to yeah. us. And you're welcome. It's a great conversation. Yeah, cool. Appreciate it. Nice meeting you. You as well. All right. Thanks for the time. Yes. Yeah.